0: Joined by Courtney Bowers and Hillary Lum, and we'll be talking about uh, Veteran Community Partnership, a new forum. Veteran Community Partnership has developed called Access to Care Rounds. But before we get started, I just want to do some introductions. So Courtney, we'll start with you. Uh, You're a licensed Clinical social worker who wears a lot of different hats for programs associated with the GREC, including GeroFit, which is our prescription exercise program for older veterans, uh, and GREC Connect, which is our um, telehealth program um, focused on uh, increasing access to care for rural and highly rural veterans. And in addition, you serve as the Program Coordinator for Veteran Community Partnership, which we'll be talking about today. So thank you for um, joining us on the podcast. And we're also joined by Hilary Long, who is a geriatrician and palliative care physician um, here at the University of Colorado School School of Medicine, as well as the Rocky Mountain Regional VA Medical Center. And Hillary, you also serve as the site director for GREP Connect. So I actually also want to invite um, each of you all to, to share more about yourself.
1: So Hillary, can we start with you? Sure. I really appreciate the opportunity as a geriatrician and palliative care physician to be part of our telehealth program, and it has raised my awareness of the opportunities and needs for community connection for older rural veterans, but I'm finding it really uh, terrific to be engaged in this community partnership uh, endeavors that we have, Uh, so both through access to care rounds and veteran community partnership because of how frail I see our older veterans and their caregivers are.
2: Thank you, Hillary and Courtney? I'm fairly new to research. Uh, My background has been working in uh, the clinical uh, aspect of social work um, after grad school in 2011, and I transitioned to the research department in 2018, and uh, since then I've been um, engaged in um, palliative care, end of life uh, treatment decision initiatives, I'm involved in uh, the Life Sustaining Treatment Decision Initiative with um, the COIN, the Center of Innovation.
0: All right. Maybe we'll do another podcast on that one day. Okay. All right. So I'd like to begin by inviting you both to share a little bit about Veteran Community Partnership. Can we start with you, Hillary?
1: So we were reached out to by the current director of the Grec at the time, Dr. Ken Shea, who through some of the mini hats he was wearing uh, with VA Central Office, was interested in expanding Veteran Community Partnership to Eastern Colorado, and this was in the summer of 2017. I think that it has been really encouraging to see the enthusiasm for bringing together VA teams and community-based teams around how we can integrate services for veterans and their families. Uh, And it's also been a passion of mine to not duplicate or uh, rebuild something that is already working well in the community. I really want the VA to be a true partner and not feel that it just needs to build up everything itself.
0: And so it sounds like this is actually a national program.
2: I started working on uh, Veteran Community Partnerships in December December of 2018. They've offered a uh, mentorship program that I participated in, the national um, monthly phone calls, which has been excellent um, to not only uh, share information, but um, with other national VCP sites, um, but really um, collaborate or connect with the VCP national coordinator, Sherry Deloof, mm-hmm. um, in terms of how can we uh, continue to work uh, on our VCP mission and goals and really expand our outreach. It sounds like the focus is
0: really trying to build bridges between VA-based uh, um, providers and community-based service providers who may be working to serve veterans Can you talk about, especially from the standpoint of a social worker, why that would be so important, Courtney?
2: Absolutely. Um, So as we know, the VA cannot provide all services to all veterans. What VCP has done is really work on not just networking with our community partners, but also collaboration in order to open up access Um, to veterans and their caregivers and to also with the accesses uh, provide choice so that, um, you know, different services and different um, even agencies can offer Um, various amount of resources to veterans and caregivers and that allows them to have some say in how they want, um, you know, ultimately their lives to look like and what works best for them. And that's what we work on is to provide that opportunity and those options to the veterans and caregivers.
0: Wonderful. And Hillary, would you add to that from the perspective of a geriatrician and palliative care physician? I think...
1: Many physicians have no idea of what community resources are available to their patients, and that is true for VA healthcare providers also. So, it has been fantastic to see relationships, um, networking happen, exchange of business cards between VA team members and community-based uh, organizations, both government, uh, so other government. Organizations as well as uh, other nonprofits uh, realize that they may even be caring for um, a common group of people. Mm-hmm. And yet there is an incredible knowledge gap of who's eligible and what services are available and how can we help a veteran be connected to those services.
0: So who does the um, Colorado chapter of Veteran Community Partnership bring together?
1: We are excited about the past two years and growth of engagement in uh, veteran community partnership here, I think we have organizations represented from many of the different uh, human and social services, Uh, many different social determinants of health are represented among the organizations. Our key Success, I think, is aligning well with a national organization chapter uh, called Joining Community Forces. So it's not well known that there is a Joining Community Forces sponsored by the National Guard in every state. Here in Colorado, our Joining Community Forces is very robust, has more than 300 organizations that offer free or low-cost services to active military family and then also veterans. And so through a specific um, desire to build a relationship between veteran community partnership here at the VA and joining community forces, that has really helped us to get the word out to be as um, far reaching as we can be to the different types of organizations um, in the community. And then on the VA side, we've had participation from hopefully as many service lines as exist mental health, suicide prevention, chronic pain, homelessness, um, home-based primary care, aging surgical wellness program, telehealth. Each year, we get to reach more of our VA team partners. Great. So what
0: are examples of new ways that individuals are partnering as a result of veteran community partnership? And then we'll move into some questions about access to care rounds.
2: I would say that by having um, the, the emails that I send out, I create a monthly newsletter that I send out to um, our partners, VA and community partners, um, and from that, I get contacted by different agencies that say... I was forwarded this by my colleague in so-and-so, so-and-so's agency. Can you please add me to the listserv? I would love to be um, in communication and be at your next event, as well as can I share what we're doing with our agency, and, and from there I can share it with the rest of our partners. So um, I would just say the, the um, communication is constantly open and, and, and going.
0: And it sounds like others are leveraging what you created in terms of those communication channels to get information, to share information about their services with, with others that are part of your network. Yes. Okay. Any examples come to mind about new ways that people are partnering as a result?
1: I can think of two. One is on the organizational level and the other is clinical. So organizationally, because we host uh, access to care rounds, because we've uh, found a way that gathers people. We recently had a VA group reach out to us to ask to partner with Colorado Veteran Community Partnership as part of their community outreach. So to be more specific, um, the Rocky Mountain Suicide Prevention Team, in collaboration with the Rocky Mountain MIREC, was hosting a wonderful week-long event related to suicide prevention, including artwork, and was very community facing. And they asked if Veteran Community Partnership would partner in hosting and access to care rounds about the topic of suicide prevention. So we were able to bring our known structure and process and some of our community contacts because out of a panel discussion that makes up the access to care rounds, we hope to have both VA team members as well as at least two or three community-based organizational representatives on that panel. So it was terrific that because of VCP, um, a VA team reached out to us and asked if we could co-host an access to care rounds. On a clinical example, I would say for myself as a geriatrician, working in a team to provide rural um, geriatric care, I'm much more aware of the organizations that I can reach out to, whether that's the Independence Center, an Adult Day Health Center, the Alzheimer's Association, and many of the folks that we're reaching out to, I actually have their phone number or their email because we've had a chance to meet Mm -hmm. at a Veteran Community Partnership. So clinically, I know that I can make a phone call or send an email to help coordinate care for a veteran.
0: Um, So what is Access to Care Rounds?
1: Access to Care Rounds came out of our first Kickoff Veteran Community Partnership stakeholder meeting. There was a clear need among VA and community partners for a way to discuss um, veterans' situations in a way that was open and focused on collaboration. Access to care runs is typically one hour long. It can be hosted anywhere in the community. We try to host some at the VA and some not at the VA to uh, encourage participation from VA and community partners. And we focus on a veterans' situation that is de-identified and often will even change very specific aspects of the person's situation, including their gender, so that no one would be able to identify this person. And yet we highlight ways that VA teams and community-based teams could or did actually partner um, in helping uh, meet the needs of the veteran. Um, It's a well-coordinated panel where we get to hear perspectives from VA team members and community team members and we ask them specifically to say um, what can your organization do or your team do and then what do you need from the VA or from a community-based team member so really trying to recognize what are we able to do and where are our limitations where we need help from um, our partner.
0: So if I could just follow up on a couple of Um, aspects of what you just shared. So it really sounds like it's about um, providing, sharing an actual experience of trying to bridge um, the VA and the community-based services and how that actually happened um, so that others can learn from that experience, if I'm hearing you correctly.
1: Yes. We don't want this to be a one-way, uh, this is what the VA is and these are our services and everyone should use more VA. We want it to be a interactive discussion where um, we can also share our Questions and we can clarify things about, you know, how could we coordinate care better. The panel speaks for about 40 minutes and then we make sure to leave a good 20 minutes to have uh, active discussion, including from the audience asking them to share what contribution could your organization or your team add because, of course, we can't represent in five people, we can't represent all of the ways that we might be able to, to help address veterans' needs.
0: So really engaging them in that problem-solving, thinking about their own agency or um, services. Can you take us back to when the Veteran Community Partnership first came up with the idea for Access to Care Rounds? What were some of the things that members were talking about and perhaps
1: even wrestling with? We got the idea because one of the community members was aware of... A access to care rounds type gathering that happened for case managers at a community-based hospital. And they were specifically gathering case managers on a weekly basis uh, or a monthly basis to talk about care transitions. So individuals who had been hospitalized and how could a community work with the healthcare system to help prevent a readmission. So that really was the genesis of Realizing, oh, we can bring people together. People, there is a need in the community. If the VA, through Veteran Community Partnership, so called, sets the table, people will come because Mm -hmm. it's very confusing and um, urgent for us to partner together when we see people in vulnerable situations.
0: Thank you for for taking us back to to when the group really um, embraced that idea. Um, Why did you all decide to name the series Access to Care Rounds?
1: I think, thanks for asking that question. So uh, we ultimately think and and truly believe that by coordinating care well, we are um, overall at the population health level, which is what the VA and what this country needs, we actually are increasing access to care, even though we're not opening up more clinics um, or training more clinicians. We're focusing on how can we all, by knowing our resources and knowing each other through personal relationships help specifically coordinate the most effective resource for a person. And that's ultimately efficient. And it helps us to have more access to meet the needs of of other people. It eliminates redundancies, though I admit that's hard to measure.
0: So any, Courtney, from your perspective, any reflections on the name access to
2: care rounds? What happens in these access to care rounds, which is it's really um, exciting to see it happen in real time where um, you have this conversation with these uh, VA and community partners about the specific case, and then people who aren't included on the panel are able to contribute about what they, their agency or someone that they know could have assisted or could assist in the future for that same um, um, situation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, it, it's completely fitting that our Access to Care Rounds, that's what we're doing, is opening up Access to Care.
0: So t- take me to one of your events and um, if I were to attend an Access to Care round Rounds, mm-hmm. um, what should I expect,
2: what would I learn, who would I meet? When you, when you would come to an Access to Care Rounds, you would meet uh, various VA and community partners that we've invited. And it's open to anybody. And we also in- encourage veterans and their caregivers to come as well. It's completely open. It depends on what the topic is, but as Hillary had mentioned, um, it would either be about um, a-, a topic such as, like, mental health, uh, homeless um, resources or prevention, um, uh, suicide awareness and prevention, um, depending on the topic. but. Um, What's great about the way that um, it's, Access to Care Rounds is structured is that the panelists um, that are made up of the VA and community uh, partners are able to talk about the topic, but then you also have the time for the, um, the participants or the people who are attending the event to also speak up. And then afterwards, what just um, happens naturally is there's networking and so it's it's really, um, it's pretty engaging. So it, it's interesting to be there. And um, I always encourage
1: anyone to come.
0: How do you all decide on the topic and how do you put the panel together?
1: Um, we take suggestions from Veteran Community Partnership members of a topic that they would like us to highlight. Secondly, our Veteran Community Partnership Steering Committee is made up of 12 people who are Uh, involved in very diverse parts of the VA and community organizations, and we collectively are able to identify common themes uh, or urgent needs related to uh, our community and what we're needing to do. As an example, soon we will be doing an access to care rounds at joining community forces. So this is an example of having a community partner that regularly convenes their own set of community members and stakeholders. And because we're one of their member organizations, we um, work with their leadership to be part of their agenda. And so once or twice a year, we host an access to care rounds in collaboration with them as part of their meeting. And joining community forces in Colorado has specifically been very challenged by individuals experiencing homelessness or housing insecurity. And so that topic was very relevant to that organization. And what Veteran Community Partnership can do is bring alongside um, input on what the VA can help and how the VA is already um, engaged in homelessness care and also our gaps where we need help.
0: So let's say I'm a provider in the VA. How would this help me in my work with veterans?
1: I can think about our access to care rounds that was um, sponsored by or the topic was on older adults who had just had surgery who were now in a nursing home. And the, the fact that the surgeons who were involved in this veterans care were able to come to our access to care rounds was terrific because they realized that there were many VA teams and also community-based services that they weren't aware of before. So there's a tangible knowledge gained of um, teams that are existing and you know we just do so much care in silos. So
0: even if I am I'm a physician within the VA um, system healthcare system, I might not know of those other teams or even within the VA mm-hmm. much less, um, some of the other um, services that are available available in the community. Okay. So, kind of from the other perspective, let's say I'm a community-based service provider. How would access to care rounds help me in my work to serve veterans outside of the VA? A term
2: that I've heard before is that a lot of community providers or, and partners um, think of the VA sometimes as a black box. Um, they don't know who to connect with quickly they'll leave um they don't have the correct phone number they uh leave messages and don't get return calls because they might not have been connected with the correct person in the first place so what it allows access to care runs allows for these community providers is um a face a contact direct contact number, and also discussion. Um, So, for instance, um, this is another thing that comes up, is that some of these programs, um, not just with the VA, but also the community, a lot of these programs, you get the um, elevator speech. It's very vague as far as, well, we help with homeless veterans. Well, this in Access to Care Rounds, you get a little bit more um, in-depth of what that means. You know, what is your criteria? Like, is it situational? Um, are we able to have conversations? Like, what's your referral process? So it's it allows the community, I think, to um, uh, have a better understanding of the VA programs and what how they can um, you know connect the veteran or caregiver to that program efficiently.
0: So one of the things that I hear from veterans is that the VA has. And even in the community, there's so many programs available, but it is so difficult to find out just that, you know, how do you access them? Um, How do you start engaging with those um, support services? And it sounds like what you all are doing is you're um, helping um, those who would provide those services have information about um, what's available, um, beyond their scope, so that they can then connect um, those veterans that they may be working with.
1: That's yes. a great description of what we aim to do. We recognize that veteran community partnership, and frankly, many other organizations, are not able to come up with the comprehensive guide and list and keep it up to date of what's currently available, both within the VA and in the community. So recognizing that I would love to create that, and yet we don't have the ability to. We think that access to care rounds and the networking through veteran community partnership and a focus on communication and relationship is the next best thing to help a veteran, you know, by knowing what a specific community organization can do um, and building out each of our networks.
0: You've given two examples where... um another group has come to you and invited you to do an access to care rounds or said we want to host an access to care rounds so specifically you talked about uh, being invited to do so as part of Suicide Prevention Week um, and also joining Community Forces invited you all to do an access to care rounds so can you talk more about the interest that this has generated?
2: Yes um, and this happened recently where um, I got an email from um, a VA staff staff member in prosthetics and um, she said that she was just researching how to, how to um, share knowledge about her department and the services they provide and how they can um, you know Help the VA, but also uh, VA staff learn more about how to refer for various prosthetic needs. But also wants to know how she can share that information with veterans and also the community. And so she actually found VCP just googling it and contacted me, and um, she's she expressed interest and she'd love to be um, a member of Access to Care Round. So she's have we generate a list because lately we've been getting a lot of um, contact from community agencies and VA providers wanting to engage in access to care rounds.
0: So you have talked about the involvement of of VA providers and community-based service providers, Um, and you also mentioned that access to care rounds are completely open. So could you talk a little bit about the involvement um, of veterans and caregivers, either as panelists or... Um, as um, members of the audience who are kind of contributing to the
1: conversation in that way? I think that we certainly can work to increase our reach and our advertisement because we would like more veterans uh, and caregivers involved. Um, Most recently, Because of our new facility, we've had opportunity to use the auditorium, which has increased our visibility. Um, And so we can keep the doors open and we can um, have signage and uh, partner with volunteer services to um, even raise awareness that this is happening in the moment. And um, if a veteran is is at the medical facility, to invite them in. Um, I think that veteran community partnerships nationally um, have as an active issue, Um, how do we have both the mission of connecting VA and community service providers as well as including veterans? I think each VCP across the nation probably has that looking a little bit differently. We have been attentive to having veterans involved at the level of our steering committee um, and also as panelists partnering with our um, local VFW or other veteran service organizations has been one way for veterans to serve on the panel and at this point most of the panelists or veteran community partnership steering committee members are both veterans and a member of um, either a community service organization or the VA so um, they bring all of their experience which includes being a veteran.
0: How could one learn about upcoming access to care rounds that you all have
2: planned? I would say they can email me, and that's Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y dot Bowers, B-A-U-E-R-S at gov, um, and they can also call me at 720-557-9203. Um, I do get frequent emails, um, and what I do is I Um, ask permission if they, whoever is contacting me, if I can add them to our um, listserv, and then I send out um, uh, emails as they come up, but I also connect with the monthly newsletter that I I send out.
0: So it sounds like that's uh, by contacting you, Courtney, that's the way to learn not only about access to care rounds, but become uh, connected to veteran community partnerships. Yes. Okay. And we will make sure to post your information with the as well as information about um, upcoming events of Veteran Community Partnership. Thank you both so much for your time today. Thanks for